Hey guys, welcome back. Come on in, make yourself at home as you should when you're a guest in Bradley's house. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. She is my podcast partner, the executive director of the Noel Family Foundation, Ms. Kelly Noel. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great. How are you, Jared? Oh my God. If I was any better, I'd be jealous of myself, Kelly. I can't complain. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, it's a dreary Saturday here as we're recording. I've got two sick kids and, uh, yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling. So it's, oh, Jared, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making it. I'm so sorry it. to hear that. It's a beautiful 76 degrees here in Southern California. You might be in the wrong place. No, there's no might about it. I am in the wrong place, but that's, that's certainly, that's certainly okay. Well, Kelly, uh, I always get so excited for, uh, these episodes of Bradley's house because not only do we get to hang out and have some fun, but we always get to chat with somebody and, and learn something new. And I am super excited about today's house guest. Kelly, who, who do we have with us? Today we have a wonderful human being, reggae rock artist, originally from New England, up in your neck of the woods, sort of, Jarrett, now in Key West, Florida, which makes us all super jealous. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Joe Sambo. Joe, thank you for being with us today. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. Oh, we are going? so happy you're here. Okay, when first of all, let's discuss Key West. When did you move to Key West? So I, I made the move full-time uh, in November, and um, wow. it was the best decision of my life. I love it here. It. That must have been a huge change to go from New England all the way down south. So much. Um, obviously, my roots are back home. I'm originally from New Hampshire, and um, southern New Hampshire, Massachusetts area, and um, it can get very cold there, so it's definitely a huge change right? uh, weather-wise, like for sure. a whole different wardrobe requirement there. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear shorts and flip-flops every day now, board shorts, and that's it. <laughs> now, isn't there like a – Ernest Hemingway lived down there, right? So the, is there a lot of Hemingway stuff there? Ernest Hemingway is my neighbor. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah, I live that's like so two cool. blocks from the Hemingway house. I live right down oh in Old gosh. Town Key West. I really lucked out with the location I live in, and uh, it's right in the historic part of town. And yes, there's Hemingway stuff everywhere. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's always scary when we make a big change in life. But sometimes, as you said, it can turn out to be the best decision you've ever made. I'm really proud of you for doing that. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And the, doing this move definitely um, helped in a lot of ways. Like, it's scary doing a big change, especially like a move like this. But um a lot of things have been blossoming in my music career as well. And it's a lot of scary changes too, but uh, yeah. it's all, all coming together really well. And I'm super pumped for the future and uh, I'm fabulous. super pumped to be on the podcast because I'm a huge fan yeah. of the podcast. I've been listening since episode one. So, Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, that's and, awesome, man. Uh, it is cool. And of course we had you uh, on the house that Bradley built, which was fabulous. Loved that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It was awesome thank to you. be part of that. That was really cool the way it worked out. I mean, it was just perfect timing and you were coming out to Long Beach and was able to hook you up with my dad and Yeah, that was so recorded. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really yep. fun time. He loved it. He had a blast with you. Oh, he's the nicest guy ever. Your dad's the man. Um Isn't everyone was super welcoming and I got to play the 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 famous Bradley guitar and there's a broken oh. string on it still. It was still rusty and <laughs> rugged. It was awesome. It was so cool. Right on. So I appreciate you hooking that up. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. So when did you start playing music? 
So I come from a very musical family. I've been singing since I was a little kid. Oh. Um, but I've, I've always been playing as long as I can remember, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, started with piano and drum lessons and then uh, singing lessons and the full spectrum, you know. Uh, but I've been playing my whole life. Wow. Any professional musicians in your family? Um, my dad was. He played um, full time when he met my mom and he was on the road himself doing doing like a hotel circuit and uh wow. met my mom in pennsylvania and somehow convinced her to move to massachusetts and wow and i have uh two also very talented brothers everyone plays bass my dad's a bass player and, uh, really? both my brothers play bass and my mom says she can't sing but i think she can sing pretty good but <laughs> pretty pretty musical family Wow, that's very cool. So is it just the three kids or are there other siblings? Just the three of us. Right on. And are they all still up in the New England area? Yes. Yeah, everyone's back in New Hampshire. So what was it that made you decide to do this for a living? Um, It was kind of a no-brainer, to be honest. This is what I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, uh, I've always kind of pictured myself... um, as a musician, I couldn't really get it out of my head growing up, really. Um, I teetered the idea of different avenues, but like music is like the only thing that kind of came naturally to me. And um, I forget who told me exactly, but they said, why, why not go for what you're good at? So, you know, I couldn't That's really picture myself advice. doing anything else. Yeah. Scary. Also scary. I- yeah. I got to ask because this is one of the questions that always sticks out. Um, a, a white boy from New England ends up being this amazing reggae rock artist, and you've just got this incredible feel in in your music. But I know that it's not something that's that's popular up in in your neck of the woods, or I shouldn't say popular, but it's not as it's not known to come from this area. Finding these East Coast reggae rock artists, they're popping up a lot more now. But how do how do you get into that genre of music? I'm guessing that's not what Dad was playing on the hotel circuit. <laughs> no, that's not what my dad was playing on the hotel circuit. But my dad specifically has been a huge influence on like um, the genres of music I listen to. You know, I, I I played in a metal band growing up, and the hardcore metal scene in New Hampshire was very very attractive to me at like sixteen, seventeen, and that's the music my dad would be like, "What the hell are you listening to? Quiet!" <laughs> you know. So I mean, I can't but other than that. Metal. <laughs> You can check it out. My old band was called Spies Like Us, and there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube. It's, Spies Like that. It's def- check that I out. look very different, but um, but no, my my dad has always like I grew up listening to funk and soul R and B and um, music all across hear the spectrum. That in your so, music. Yeah, and that's a huge influence of what I'm doing now. And um, and you know, I've always just listened to everything and grew up listening to everything, and um. Honestly, it wasn't until I, I started working at a record store in, in my local town, Salem, New Hampshire, called Bull Moose Music. And that's when I started smoking a lot of weed and, like, listening to acid jazz and all these crazy, like, different genres. And I had so much access to it working at the record store. And that's really when I started listening to Sublime all the time mm. and, and hearing Bradley's influences in the same stuff I was listening to. Right. And hearing how he put this reggae twist in, like, 
kind of took all of those influences and meshed it into their own thing. And it was like mind blowing when I discovered that and uh, really got into um, the sublime discographies. So honestly, Kelly, your brother is literally my idol. So it's really cool to full circle, come here and talk to you guys and explain my background. So, but he, that he and sublime were a huge influence on what, what I do now. And, um, being from New Hampshire, you know, it was one of those things like, I got, I want to go to California one day and do all these things. And like, and, and like you said, Jared, like New Hampshire isn't really known for reggae whatsoever. And, um, this, the more I started playing those types of shows, um, it was kind of weird because all I had were like metal contacts as far as local promoters and whatnot. So there was these weird cross genre shows of like a metal band and an alternative post rock band. And then me in the middle playing reggae rock. And um, it wasn't for a couple of years where I actually could find a, a decent um, scene in uh, around Manchester, New Hampshire and uh, um, Granite Lion Entertainment and, and this band called Roots of Creation another band uh um, yeah roots of creation yeah Yeah. they they were on the house that bradley built as well and slowly but surely like the elevators are from the southern part of massachusetts and it just organically kind of came together in the new england area and um finally meeting a group of of just like-minded uh reggae connoisseurs (laughs) getting together and just putting shows on and uh the how organic it was was pretty great in the last few years in new england you know i i would imagine the sublime sound really spoke to you because they brought together so many different types of music and with your background it sounds like you were really into all different types of music was that oh, yeah. a big part of it you think just that fusion of all the different sounds huge part of it um hearing hearing sublime for the first time like like it was huge for me because like you just said it I mean, I, I was from the metal hardcore scene in New Hampshire, you know, I had all this angstiness and, but I also like was not just in the metal, you know? So, um, hearing someone cross bend those genres into one sound was like, wow, they did it. Mm. He did it. He did mm. it, you know? So, uh, in that sense, like that and in, like those influences of Bradley that like I can even listen. I can listen to a sublime song now and hear something from, from like, like, uh, from whatever band you name it that like you can hear the influence in what he was doing because he listened to so and so. And that is the cool thing about music for me. And that's the really thing that stuck out most about sublime for me. Yeah. So much of their stuff is like a, a musical discovery trip, you know, that's what I hear a lot. From people is that they're like, I had no idea he was covering this or sampling that or influenced by this. And, and it really opens up for, uh, you know, other people, these windows into other artists or other musical styles that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise explored. And to me, yeah. I think that's one of the greatest things about what they did. And it, it's cool to also like go even deeper and see um, how, like, how the production work like mm. like miguel and marshall um their influences on top of that influenced yeah. everything um, behind the scenes and um even with long beach dub all-stars um 
there's they have a song where the the singer he goes nothing from nothing means nothing mm. and that's what i heard first was that long beach dub all-star song mm, and then i go back kick down yeah and and that song um is actually i, I was listening to billy preston and uh-huh. that's that's a billy preston tune nothing from <laughs> nothing means nothing you yeah. gotta have something so it, you you find it everywhere it's it's, it's yeah. amazing yeah and i think it's fun too like to be listening to something and hear a line and go wait where do i know that from and then yeah. you know, it turns out it's from a sublime song so it's yeah. like all you know comes back around too which i think is awesome yeah brad brad's constantly throwing in smoky robinson lines and i mean just all sorts <laughs> all of stuff that you know you're just like wow I, I can't believe i would hear that reference in in this song so yeah well yeah I, and even go ahead sorry kelly Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, I, I remember about 10 years ago, someone was telling me about, and I think I've probably mentioned this on the podcast, but someone was saying that there was a an old recording of Brad doing a live show, and in it, he does a little bit of um, Crazy by Patsy Cline. And they're like, "What? that's so crazy. I, I mean, it's so, such a trip. I always wondered why he would do that. Well, you know, it's because my dad was super into Patsy Cline when he went through his, like, urban cowboy phase around 1980. So we grew up listening to that stuff, you know, so it was no surprise to hear that, but... But it's always funny because people who don't know, you know, all of his musical background are like tripped out to hear those things. It brings that uniqueness to something that was that was influential. It's it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. They're like all little and parts it, of Brad. Yeah, absolutely. And and it like it it's just one of those things where that's what makes music so so much cooler. Like it it just becomes this wormhole of like listening and trying to understand and where do they get this or not even just lyrics or, or melody just like this sample beat like oh right. he got this drums these drums from from an old uh tribe called quest sample yeah, or this that yeah. you know it's it's so cool yeah i hope it, when people it, listen to it they they search out that stuff you know and really use that to expand their musical horizons i think that that's a big part of what brad would have wanted and to segue back to the House of Bradley Built um, album, it my version of fifty four forty six Ball and Chain, um, again, like I, I hadn't really discovered Truth in the Maytales yet. It, it oh. took listening to Sublime to mm-hmm. know that and uh, understand that like fifty four forty six was an old reggae um, song from Toots and the Maytales, and um, yeah. And from from what I gather from uh, Paul Milbury and Yassad, shout out Law Records. Um, oh, love them. Love <laughs> from, them. From what they explained, they were they were trying um, originally to try to get like like um, Toots um, to do a version for it and like mm-hmm. explore different ideas. And since then, unfortunately, um, Toots had passed away. Right. And um, to be the one who got to kind of pay homage not only to Brad, but um, Toots from Toots and the Maytales as well, and and be the one who gets to cover it and put it out for, on the album is so cool to me. Mm. Um, so I I'm just uh, blessed beyond belief to be a part of this whole um, musical web of 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 amazingness. You know, <laughs> wow. yeah. well I have to tell you from a from a fan standpoint, um, you know, and ke- every single song on that album is Kelly's favorite song. So <laughs> it's true. Um, I never I never <laughs> ask. I never asked her, but um, 
Sublime, obviously, meaning so much to me musically. When I saw the album coming out, my initial first thought was, don't... And as I started listening to it, I realized that it was so much more of a tribute album than a cover album. It was artists that have been influenced by Brad, and then you know, some artists that influenced Brad paying tribute to him and the scene and the family. And it really kind of opened my eyes and ears to the album. Now, 5446 is a song that it's not an easy song to cover. And (laughs) as I went through and looked at the songs, I'm like, Oh, that he (laughs) got a tough one there. Right. Because there's just a lot in that song just as far as range goes and many many dynamics yeah but there's just and i'm like oh man well let's see how this turned out and honestly (laughs) joe it's it's truly one of my uh one of my favorite songs off of the album i mean you really nailed it and it was a song that i expected when i hit it i was like this isn't going to be good and it's not joe's fault He's got, he's got a doozy here and I just couldn't imagine. And, and it's also tough for me as a fan to say that other people do justice to these songs because of how I feel about the originals of them. But I got to tell you, man, it, it was an amazing job. Um, you know, you could really feel there's songs that you could hear and there's songs that you can feel. And, uh, mm. and I could feel your version of, uh, of the song on the album. So from a fan standpoint, I just have to thank you and let you know what an amazing job you did on it dude that's the greatest compliment ever i really appreciate that because also being a sublime fan i totally get what you're saying being like i don't know because like you you put brad noel and like sublime on this pedestal you you don't want someone to like go in there and so so having the honor to do a good job on it and people appreciate what i did with that song specifically is i appreciate it man that that makes me feel real good I'm glad I, I could uh, pay pay honor to him in uh, in a good way. So, I, and and also when they gave me the list of songs like um, that I could I could try, and they they also had kind of the same response when I was like, I'll do fifty four forty six. They were like, Well, we can sure? do this one or this one. I'm like, Oh, I'm doing it. Let's go. Well, I will say that after you recorded it, I got this message from Paul at Law Records and he was like, oh my gosh, you got to hear this. And he sent me a clip and I got chills. I'm like, oh, it's just, it was perfect. (laughs) And, you know, I love, Jarrett, what you said about how it really is more of a tribute album than a cover album because it's not just people going, yeah, hey, I really like this song, so I want to cover it. I think it was all people who really felt um, influenced by Sublime or or a connection to them, obviously, if Sublime had covered one of their songs, like with Half Pine or The Descendants or, but, but it's all, you know, people that, that really have a connection to Brad and Sublime. And I think that's part of what made it so great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's so cool to be a part of the whole album. And, and Kelly, I, I, every time I play 5446 down here, I have a residency, um, down here. I'm going to be starting to hit the road the end of August, but I'm just kind of chilling down here. But every gig I've been playing, I've been mentioning the foundation oh. and, um, and the response I've been getting at every gig, um, telling people the story and check out the album, check out the foundation. Everyone, everyone's super supportive and, uh, and like sublime fans, especially you can point them out 
right away when I mentioned the House of Bradley Build album. They're like, yeah! Oh, that's so great. Thank you so much for doing that. I mean, it really, it makes a huge difference. When we started the Knoll Family Foundation, we didn't really have a plan. We were just like, we need to do this. Somebody needs to do this. So let's do this. And it it was really unclear about how we were going to make it happen. And um, I just love how organically it's kind of grown into this thing. And, and, uh, you know, to have people like you sharing it on the other side of the country, you know, where, where we can't be to be telling people about it. Um, it just, it, it really means a lot because it makes me feel like not alone in this. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm just so stoked to be a part of it all. So well, um, I first it's, discovered, it's easy. Yeah. I first discovered your music. I think it was almost two years ago, year and a half, two years ago. And a friend of mine sent me a link to how we do. And I listened to it. And, you know, people send me music all the time, which I love. I love discovering new stuff. And I was like, wow, like, I really like this. Like, this is not just, <laughs> oh, hey, that's a great song. Thanks for sending it. It was like, I'm going to keep listening to this. This is really great. And you just, you have a very distinctive sound. So you're on the right track, Joe. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. And I owe a lot um, to people listening to it and enjoying it. And most recently, Law Records kind of took me under their wing. I just signed with them this year. And the releases, the release, the new songs that I've been putting out have been um, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like as far as the support and, and the, the, just the good feedback I've been getting for everything. It's, it's really cool. So the fact that you listen to the OG stuff means awesome. <laughs> it means I'm doing something right. So, well, that was just how I discovered you. But then of course I totally, I loved your release of beef. That was great. Yeah. And the video that went along with it and your latest, I want to say, is it create something? Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. That was one. a good one. Yeah. So I just, I think you're doing a great job and I, I'm so stoked that you're connected with Law Records because I happen to think they're some of the most amazing people on the planet. And I couldn't agree more. I appreciate everything, guys. You guys are super, super thoughtful. I feel like everybody that we talked to that has been hooked up with Law Records, including the episode we did with uh, Paul and Yassad, which you guys can check out in our archives, um, it's like all of these like really awesome sublime fans that know all of this stuff. I feel like it's like a clubhouse. I just want to go there and <laughs> hang out with everybody and talk about obscure sublime tracks that we found online and you just get a chance to like totally geek out. It's like, <laughs> so, it, um, it's fun. Joe, I got to ask you, New England, um, are you a sports fan at all? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Football. Oh, good. Cause I, Good, because I hate all those Boston teams. Um, <laughs> a lot. You would. Uh, We're just too but good. But you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you're a Patriots fan, right? Well, I I am a Patriots fan, definitely. Okay. Um, all right, but cool. I live in, but I live in Florida now, so I don't know. Uh, I've been saying go Bucks more and more. Oh Jesus! No, there's no such thing as the adult switch. You can't you can't switch teams <laughs> after yeah, the age of sixteen. Who made um, who made those rules? Who made those rules? It's just the way, Garrett. It's Garrett just made the, the rules. It's just the way that it goes. You can't. You're not. That is not. Listen, but it's Patriots, I'm a Giants, Patriots I'm a Giants number fan, one. So I did. I've you know I've won two Super Bowls in the last you know couple. Years. Do you remember those at all, Joe? Those Super Bowls, the Giants won. <laughs> I, I remember them and they're ingrained in my memory forever. 
Okay, I'm just checking. I do remember. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, Eli, no Eli Manning had it had a uh, Brady's number for two Super Bowls, but we still got the greatest ever. Joe Montana was on the Patriots? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> this guy. This guy over right. here. I know. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I just – I had to – I, you know – I knew I'm like he's got to be a Patriots fan, and like the Patriots are like really good. They win the Super Bowl all the time, and I'm a Giants fan, and our team's like really pathetic, and we have been for years. But like I've got those two years that I can always bring up, like those two years we somehow stumbled into the Super Bowl, like the drunk guy bouncing into the wrong party, and then we just took it over, right? Like nobody knew who he was or why he's there. But next thing you know, he's got the whole, yeah, that was us. We did that twice. So man, the, the season, the season that we were like, we were going to have an undefeated, season, undefeated. Man. Yeah. Remember that? I was, I was a everybody. freshman in high school. I was a freshman in high school. And I just remember like that game specifically was like, no, no, the perfect season. I was like, Eli Manning, Eli Manning. Yeah. How, how in the world? Yeah, but you the know worst, what? You guys deserved them. It's okay. The worst part is, is I had to like, I had to protect, you know, because it's two weeks before the Super Bowl leading up to it. You know, you get that whole off week, and then it's the the Super Bowl week. And I'm like, for two weeks, I had to like pretend that I was super confident that the Giants were going to win. And I was like, yeah, Gi- <laughs> Giants are definitely, you know, because what else am I going to say? But like the whole time, I'm like, oh my god, I, oh, so many people are coming to my house and they're going to watch me cry. And it's just it's <laughs> awful. And then, watch you cry. <laughs> yeah, and then somehow somehow we were able to we were able to pull it off. So um, yeah. I just thought, you know, to, to bring that up and uh, just remind you that uh, Eli is uh, Tom Brady's daddy. So, oh man, well, one's still playing, one's retired, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I I agree. He's the, <laughs> and any anyone anyone another Super Bowl with the box, which now you're going to switch over. Dude, to. blow! I got my Brady jersey, my Brady Bucks jersey. We're we're ready. We're ready for next season. Oh my God! You're, you, yeah, you probably have some family that's pretty upset, right? Um, maybe not. Like more, more so, just like wishing that they lived in Florida now. <laughs> mm, that well, that I understand. The, the the whole thing with it is is you know I Brady. I was eight years old when he started with the Pats, and then from when I was eight years old to now, it was just Patriots domination. I grew up with Tom Brady. And the fact that he's he's in Florida and I'm in Florida, it seems like fate where it's like, you know what? I got to support my guy, Tom Brady, yeah. all day. Tampa because Bay. Because he, he did it again. Tampa Bay, baby. Yeah, he did it again. Honestly, it was so amazing when he joined the uh, the the offense with the most weapons in the league and the best defense in the league. <laughs> I was really shocked that he was able to go to a Super Bowl with that team. It was that, was, like... that was an impressive feat. <laughs> Joe, hey, you could have won the Super Bowl on that fucking team. That- You're probably right. You're probably right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. You know what? I think it's cool that you made it down to Florida. Obviously, <laughs> you know, no more. no more. Now, here's the other thing about this, Joe. He's got, I'm a Giants fan, right? But the entire time that Tom Brady was on the Patriots, I lived in Buffalo, and I even had Bill's season tickets. And it was just literally like – the people in Buffalo have literally just been waiting out Tom Brady. I shit you not. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he can't be good forever. So eventually it's going to go. And then it was like, you know, year nine, year 10. And it's like, yeah, 
eventually he's going to fall off and then it's our time. And that's just how it's going to be. We just got to wait. And, um, so yeah, that's, uh, I've, I've been able to witness it on, on all ends, but you got out of the cold weather. We, I, I'm still in Buffalo. Um, and, but now you've kind of sacrificed cause you have warm weather, but you haven't had a real slice of pizza since you got there. Right. Oh uh, yeah. That's honestly, <laughs> you just had to bring that up, dude. Yeah. There's, <laughs> The pizza, there is pizza down here, but it's it's nothing like a uh, pizza in New they England. They call it Boston. pizza. They call it pizza. <laughs> Not the same, huh? Not the same. <laughs> okay, so I have to admit that I just like 30 seconds ago figured out what you guys were talking about when you were saying the bucks. I had in my head like a buck, like an animal buck, you know, like a, a deer or whatever. And I'm like, what football team is called the Bucks? The and then 30 seconds ago, Yes, that, that dawned on me 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so tell me, how did you, how did you handle the whole pandemic with, you know, I mean, I know it's been especially difficult for people in the music industry or in the entertainment industry as a whole. How did you sort of manage to, um, keep your sanity and, and still keep your career on track. So um, when everything kind of hit the fan, I was still in New Hampshire. Um, I was living at my parents' house and, and being my, I was 28, now I'm 29, but um, being at my parents' house, being 28, my, I can't play any shows. It was just a very, very depressing time. And like, very like, what, what am I going to do type of time? And, really all of those emotions everything i was feeling like outside of just that in general too just like own personal day-to-day -day battles that everyone has um music is my outlet so what i did was mm. write my write my next album and, um record it at revelry studios and um we, i just kind of took all of that negativity and tried to turn it into a positive um creative um thing for myself and in turn um i have this awesome album that came out of it and i got some opportunities um one of them moving to key west and be able to at least um perform um full time while i'm waiting to at least uh go on the road and since then i've been able to sign with law i moved my girlfriend down here we got a beautiful dog and cat and life is really good a year later. And um, if you told me where I'd be at right now, a year ago, I would not believe you. So um, it's wow. just really about keeping keeping my head um, clear of just depressive, negative thoughts and mm. find my own happy. And you got to find it for yourself. And uh, I'm lucky that I'm on the track to um, all the success, you know, and, and it comes with yourself you got to start it starts with yourself and honestly during during the pandemic it was like um i feel like it was the same for a lot of people where there's just like this kind of kick in the ass of like okay what now like what do i do now and you took took a second to assess like what is happening how am i going to fix it and just kind of trusting yourself and your gut and uh let it happen organically the word organically has been used a lot today i think right <laughs> It's so true. Um, you know, I loved what you said that music is your outlet because not only is that a, a wonderful outlet during stressful times for you as a musician, but also for all the people that listen to your music. They, I know, especially during the pandemic, so many people were relying on music as a lifeline. And I'm, 
I love that you were creating new music and, and giving that even though you weren't having an opportunity to get out and perform and, and get something from it. You know, you just continue to give. And, and I think that's a big part of your success. I also, I, I keep a little list of quotes and I love what you just said. You got to find your own happy. I just added that to my list of quotes, Joe, but it's, oh, that's, that. yeah, it's so true. And I think, you know, whether we're in a pandemic or not, regardless, we all have to find our own happy and life happens. You know, we can't always control what happens, but we can control how we respond to it. And that's, that's a really good way to put it. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, for sure. And, and it's how you respond to it and not react to it. Cause when you yes. react to it, you might not have the best reaction. So right. If you, can, if you can process what's going on and, and try to, um, positively have it change your way of thinking and learning from it instead of reacting and understanding it and be friends with those demons enough where they leave mm. you alone. <laughs> so true. So, so wait, true. I'm, I'm, I'm poor and I have three small children and I never leave the house. Is there a, p- a pandemic going on or something? Because I, I feel like, I feel like my life doesn't change at all. Um, and, and hearing, hearing that come from you, it, it really kind of puts it into perspective. I mean, I joked during the pandemic, like I don't go anywhere and do anything anyway. I'm, I'm stuck in my house with three kids doing homework and whatever else it is. So like, you know, as much as it, it crushed the world around us, my day to day life didn't really change that much. Um, I've always worked from home and I'm always changing diapers and breaking up fights. So, you know, but to hear, you know, as we're talking to these musicians and, and to hear from you, I, I realized, man, there's a lot of people that really got everything just put on hold because of this. And like Kelly said, you were able to create and and have something to show coming out of coming out of it. And I joked and during the pandemic, I guess, and said like, man, every musician and every screenwriter and every comedian, they better have some fucking gold ready for us because they've been sitting (laughs) at home and they've got nothing better to do than write awesome songs and hilarious stand-ups and really good Like the entertainment business should be booming when we come out of the other side of this because everybody's just been creating. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily been the case, but, um, you know, you certainly have. And, uh, and like you said, a, a ton of success had come through it. And I think that just speaks volumes for, for who you are and the fact that you are able to continue to work and take advantage of that time. And, uh, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just said it, man. And, um, like in general, it's, it's, it's good to understand that I'm not alone in all this stuff too, throughout this whole pandemic. Like a lot of people are feeling the same feelings. And I feel like if anything, right. it's going to bring people together after the fact, and there'll be a lot more love and a lot of creativity that comes out of what's going on. And um, I'm just stoked for shows. I'm stoked to see people smiling and dancing and hit the road and, I'm just excited. Um, it, 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 it'll take it. I have a line in one of my new songs. It takes a dark cloud for the life to grow. So mm. it takes the bullshit. It take it takes all this anguish and what the hell to, to really, really cherish and love like the good that comes out of the darkness. So Absolutely. True. Absolutely. Know? So what's up next for you, Joe? You said you're going to be hitting the road. Yeah. Um, so, What's uh so basically I'm 
I just started working with Alpine Agency. Um, they've been booking a lot of my new stuff, and I'll be heading out to Hawaii again. Um, the end of this, the end of July, I'll be playing the thirtieth, thirty first, and August first um, mm. with Kaloe Kai for the Best of Kaloe Kai Acoustic Tour, nice. and then um, I'll be back in the mainland with Pacifier, and I'll be oh, doing wow. that throughout um, September and October. And I am stoked to go out with them because I've been listening to them for a long time. And, Aren't they fabulous? Um, is there any chance you guys are going to be out on the West Coast? Um, I believe they will be. I'm only doing the East Coast runs with them. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Well, the next time you head out here, you've got to be sure to let me know because I know my dad would love to see you again, too. He really enjoyed the time that you came over and that you played. And he just he had such great things to say about you. So oh, awesome. That. Well, well, it's sounding like I'll be out there probably the beginning of 2022. I'll be around Wonderful. that area. Yeah. Great. Well, I look forward to it. Any new releases that we can be counting on? Well, yeah. Like, um, so we, beef, my song Beef's Out, my new song Create Something. I actually just dropped this past Friday um, a cover called I Love. It's uh, one of my favorite rappers, Jordan Lucas. I did a cover of his uh, song I Love. And that's available right now. And um, August 13th, I dropped my EP. Uh, it's called Crazy Little Village. Um, and that kind of will give you a taste of like the Key West vibes that I've kind of, that have inspired some new stuff for me and the artwork and the music itself. And um, that drops August 13th. And I'm so Wonderful. stoked. Looking yeah. forward to that. And for people who want to check out more of your music, where can they find you? Um, you can go on joesambo.com or follow me on Instagram at joesambomusic, anything social media at joesambomusic. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us on the show today, Joe. And thank you for always having just such a positive, upbeat attitude. It comes through in your music and in all the stuff on your social media. And I think you're a real light in this industry, and I sure appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me. This is great. Oh, no, it was awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, Jared. Enjoy that though, Florida even sunshine. Even though you're a Giants fan, even though you're a Giants <laughs> fan, Jared. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Joe. Maybe I'll wait and see who wins the Super Bowl, and then I'll become their fan. Right? That's what we did. <laughs> so I'll just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'm a Giants oh, fan. Man. Oh, I love it. Gosh. Bring it on. All right, Joe. Thank you so much, man. Love Have a good guys. one. Thank we'll talk so to you much. soon. All righty. Bye bye. Man, Joe Sambo, just an awesome guy. I mean, you can feel him smiling and his good vibes just through the phone on the interview. Right? I agree. I love him. I love I love his energy and and it comes through in his music too, which I think is fabulous. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, you know, like from the second he got on, like I was in a little bit of a better mood, honestly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Joe, thank you so much for coming on guys. Make sure you're checking out everything that Joe has going on. He told you where to follow him, uh, check out his music. It's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. And if you're a fan of this podcast and the other bands that we've had on here, I have no doubt that if you haven't already heard Joe, which you probably have, but if you haven't, you should get in there and, uh, and check him out. Now, guys, we brought you another awesome interview today. Um, but you know why we're really doing this and that's to raise money to get Bradley's house up and open so much cool stuff going on so many ways that you can help the link tree is going to be right below 
You can check that out in the description on wherever you're listening to this show. Click on that. It'll tell you all of the different ways that you can help out. You can visit the NoelFamilyFoundation.org, get more information on what uh, Kelly and her dad and everybody at the foundation is doing and what the goal is to get Bradley's house up and open if you're not sure. Um, every dollar counts, and uh, you guys are out there. You're buying the T-shirts and the hoodies, uh, sending over your donations, and it means so much to the family, doesn't it, Kelly? It really does. And, you know, as I said, when we were talking with Joe, it's, it means so much to know that we're not alone in this. And it really is something that we're all building together and creating together. And we're going to have a big impact together. And uh, I feel really fortunate to be able to do it with all, you know, everybody all uh, pulling in the same direction. And so every donation reminds us that we're in this together. Every share, every subscribe, all of it makes a big difference. And also if you have a business that you'd like to have advertised on the podcast, we're looking for sponsors. So definitely reach out to us at Bradley's house podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to talk with you about that. Um, but yeah, a lot of great stuff going on. I'm excited that artists are starting to tour again. Things are opening up a bit And um, I know a lot of people are stoked to be getting out there and hitting the road. And a lot of people are stoked to be able to get out there and catch some shows. So it's it's an exciting time. Yeah, things are heading in the right direction uh, all around. So a very exciting time. Guys, you can go ahead and check out all of our information. Uh, We're on YouTube at Bradley's House. You can get archives to all of our past interviews. Guys like Miguel and Marshall, Brad and Kelly's dad, Jacob, and um, awesome stories from guys like Ken Denson, who's a board member who just told some amazing stories. If you're just catching up to the podcast, now go ahead and check out the archives we also have a bunch of the songs from the artists that uh, were on the house that Bradley built but those videos are loaded up on there as well um, those were also posted at law records of course law-records.com is where you can pick up the house that Bradley built and you can also get information on a bunch of the artists that were featured on the album uh, as they're right there in the law records family so uh, check that out now, we already played Joe Sambo's 5446 early on in the podcast. It was one of my favorite tracks off of the album. But, uh, Kelly, in tradition, we're going to leave everybody with a song, right? Yes, we are. And we're going to have um, Beef, which was released by Joe Sambo a few months ago, earlier this year. Super fun, upbeat song. I guarantee it'll make you smile. So enjoy Beef by Joe Sambo. Guys, thank you so much for joining us once again. Remember, visit the NoelFamilyFoundation.org. I'm Jared Orr. She's Kelly Noel. We're out of time. You don't have to go home, but it's time to leave Bradley's house. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stirring up a crowd right before they walk away. If they don't die with the lyrics on the stage, what they're missing is the beat from the groove in the bass, like a big bad steak. Got sauce on the plate. Uh, baby, I can feel it. It don't matter if I can read it, I can feel it. Even matter if you feel it, I can feel it I think it's time to dance, can you feel it? I can feel it, baby, I can feel it Now if you wanna dance, now's your chance To make this groove a true romance Everybody stand up, make some fans Everybody stir it up, stir it up If you wanna dance, now's your chance To make this groove a true romance Everybody stand up, make some fans Everybody stir it up, stir it up
got to fake it till you make it. Tell me where you want to take it. Wanna be the one that saved it. Take a moment to relate it. Better not go and berate it. Take a move and recreate it. Wanna dance, you gotta face it, baby. Push. Little salt and pepper, give a kick and push. House ain't grooves like baby, let's push. Wanna get big, got the munchies from Kush. Mama belly full with the rhythm, let's push. I'ma light you up with my lyrics. Stop and turn your head, I'll attack you when you hear it. Now you're mine. Moving to the roof and when you see me, shimmy, shimmy, give me taking over Mussolini. If you wanna dance, now's your chance to make this groove a two-minute. Everybody stand up, make some bands. Everybody stir it up, stir it up. If you wanna dance, now's your chance to make this groove a two-minute. Everybody stand up, make some bands. Everybody stir it up.